Hey guys, before we get into the episode, you all know I'm a huge fan of fashion and I have been ever since I was a little girl. And my first job, by the way, was actually at Macy's. And my love for fashion began when I started there because I worked in the fragrance department, but of course my eye was always on the clothes and the makeup and everything related to style. But here's the thing, my relationship with Macy's didn't end once my days of asking people walking by if they wanted a sample of the latest scents came to an end. Nearly 20 years later, I still find myself choosing Macy's time and time again for literally everything. It's become a really beautiful full circle moment that they've been such amazing supporters of our show for so long. And when it comes to shopping, they have everything you need, whether I need a last minute outfit or Kevin needs a last minute outfit for our friend's wedding. We always head to Macy's. They've got us covered. So if you're in need of some retail therapy, perhaps, or looking to spruce up your home or your lifestyle, check out Macy's friends. I've curated a list of some of my favorite items that have helped me upgrade so many parts of my life, really my fashion the most, but of course home and baby and so much more. So check the link in the description and happy shopping Hill Squad. I'm on a journey to get better in all areas of life, from wellness and mental health to career and relationships and so much more. I know getting better isn't easy, but it's a whole lot easier when you can do it together. Welcome to Better Together with me, Maria Menunos. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to Better Together. When you know better, you get better. And boy, are we going to do that today. Part two of our interview with Dr. Daniel Amen is today. We decided to break this up, Heal Squad, because there was so much good information, as I told you in the last episode, that we were like, you know what? Let's just spread the love. <laughs> Let's make this a two-parter so that we all have time to digest all of these takeaways because there's just so many that he dropped on us. So part two of our interview, if you haven't seen part one, check it out. Doesn't mean it has to be in order. Totally fine if it isn't. Um, but you are going to learn some really powerful stuff in here. So for those of you who don't know Dr. Amen, he's a former U.S. Army infantry medic physician, double board certified psychiatrist, one of America's top brain health experts, 12-time New York Times bestselling author and founder and CEO of the Amen Clinics. And Amen Clinics has built the world's largest database of brain scans related to behavior, totaling more than 200,000 scans on patients from 155 countries. So a lot of brain knowledge in this man. His brain is so big, it barely fit in this door. <laughs> so it's true. He's helped millions of people change their brains and live in their lives through his work. In part two, we're going to be talking about the five different brain types, how they affect our happiness, the seven neuroscience secrets of feeling good, and why ADHD and ADD is more prevalent now, and how concussions are linked to anxiety, something that Queenie in there really was very curious about because she's had a few. Just a couple. And so with that, let's get into part two of our interview with Dr. Amen. Enjoy. You know, the, the <laughs> other um, thing that hurts your brain is alcohol. And you said the American Cancer Society links any alcohol consumption. Wow, I can't talk. The American Cancer Society links any alcohol consumption to seven types of cancer. Again, there's so much to go over in here, but when I saw these things, these were kind of those big aha moments that we all drink. We all have a cocktail. We have happy hour, happy hour. We do all these things and we don't really think about the actual true consequences, right? You think right. about your liver when you think about alcohol, 
but never usually your brain. You should think about your brain and your gut and your skin, and it's not good. And it's on every television show. Even wine. Especially wine. Whoa! I had some wine last night. <laughs> Shit! <laughs> I mean, the, the real question is, what do you want? Mm-hmm. And for me, I want energy, and I want longevity, and I want good decisions, and I want connection. Um, I love my life. Um, so how does alcohol make my life better? It numbs you. It's like, okay, well, there's other ways to deal with anxiety, if that's the reason. Um, well, I become more social. I'm social. I don't drink. Why mm-hmm. don't I drink? Because it gives you a smaller brain. And when it comes to the brain, size matters. It actually (laughs) shrinks your brain. It shrinks your brain. Even a little bit of alcohol has been shown to damage the white matter in your brain. So we have gray matter and white matter. Gray matter is nerve cell bodies. It's where a lot of the work gets done. But white matter, the tracks, it's like the highways. It's how we communicate. Different parts of your brain communicate with each other. You don't want to damage the highways. It's not a good thing. Um, And so you just have to ask yourself, am I doing it because it's a habit or am I doing it because it serves me? And why would you do something that hurts you unless you don't like yourself very much? Which sort of goes to secret number four, which is only love food that loves you back. Mm, That you're in a relationship with food and I don't know if you've ever been in a bad relationship. I've been in bad relationships, and I'm not doing it anymore. And I'm for certain not doing it with food because I can completely control that. Yeah. I think um, what Justin Bieber said about your brain being an organ is something we have to keep reminding ourselves of because you know, like you said, if you knew there was some organ that was defective and needed help or was hurting, you would do what you have to do, take supplements to make your kidneys work better, whatever it is. But we never think about it with the brain. And I know we've had so many episodes. I've applied so many of your techniques over the years that we've talked um, on this show, whether it's the lavender on the inside of my wrists and I take the 10 breaths every night. I do that every night. Um, I think that there are so many things that we should be trying, but we can be very lazy, right? For you, Kelsey, he's going to teach you the breathing technique. Are you actually going to do it? Right. Isn't it just easier to call in and get the Lexapro? (laughs) Yeah. Way easier, Uh right? So Mm -hmm. what do you say to people who feel like that, who feel like it's just this mountain they can't climb? Well, it's why in the book, I have these seven secrets, but I have seven simple questions that you ask yourself every day. Like, is this good for my brain or bad for it? (laughs) Right? If you can answer that question, it takes three seconds. If you can answer it with information and love, love of yourself, love of your family, love of the mission, you know, why you're on the planet, you start making better decisions, right? So if you think of marijuana or alcohol or bad food. It's like, is this good for my brain or bad for it? And quite frankly, if I gave 50 items to second graders, they would get 95% of them right. And the only one they'll miss is orange juice. They'll put it in the good category when it's really not because it's too much sugar. Mm -hmm. The orange is amazing. 
with the juice, fiber. With the fiber, the juice <clears throat> not so much. And so, you know, how do how do I make this as simple as possible as possible? Like for master your mind. You know, if I had tattoos, I don't, but I decided to. Is it true? It's going to be one of the tattoos. Mm-hmm. And I'm just so I monitor the noise in my head. And I'm so much happier now that I don't have to believe every stupid thing, I think. Um, or the last secret number seven is live each day based on clearly defined values, purpose, and goals. And uh, the question is, does it fit? Does my behavior fit the goals I have for my life? So if I want to be at a healthy weight, does the Rocky Road ice cream fit? Doesn't fit. So it's not that I should or shouldn't do things, mm, right? We all say should or shouldn't. I love this and, distinction. And I, it's like, no, get rid of should um, and just change that to do I want to. Does it fit? And if you don't want to and it doesn't fit, don't do it. Mm-hmm. Like before my dad died, um, I, every Sunday I would go over and we would lift weights together. Um, and I, I love that time, but sometimes I'm tired and I'm like, no, you should go. And I'm like, well, if I go, I should go. I probably won't go. But I go, I want to go. It fits my goals to go, to be connected, because I knew it wouldn't happen forever. And and I went with joy rather than a burden. Sludge. <laughs> <laughs> but that's also like being the CEO of your health. I actually really like that idea of laying out your your core mission and your values. Like people do that for their companies. We should be doing that for our bodies and our lives. Every day. And yeah. the last chapter is all about um, the one-page miracle. On one piece of paper, write it out. What do you want in your relationships? So my wife, I want a kind, caring, loving, supportive, passionate relationship. Always want that. Don't always feel like that. But I'm, I can act on my goals, right? That's what good companies do. Or I'm going to act on my emotion. Mm-hmm. What do I want for work? What do I want for my money? What do I want for my physical health, my emotional health, my spiritual health? And so I end up being very purposeful. And it's not boring. You know, too often um, we teach this high school class and we tell kids what to avoid It's always a boy, never a girl. It's really interesting. He'll raise his hand and go, how can you have any fun? And we play a game with them called Who Has More Fun? The kid with the good brain or the kid with the bad brain? Who gets the girl and gets to keep her? Who gets into the college they want? Who gets the best jobs? This doing the right thing is not boring. Doing the right thing gives you what you actually want. Gives you the life you want. Which is control. Mm -hmm. Which is you have options. When you're not doing the things you want, you end up dependent. And I don't want that, right? I love my four children, but I never want to have to live with them. I'm really clear about that. I never want to be a burden. And I don't want them telling me what to do. But if I don't think about it now... I'm 67, 
they're going to be worried about taking my license from me when I'm 85. And I don't like that. So again, being a long-term thinker, people live to 85, 50% will be diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease or another form of dementia. Those are terrible odds. Yeah. So when, when should you start thinking about your brain? As soon as you become aware of it. Mm-hmm. Hey, Hill Squad and Better Together fam. It's been a tough year, but we hear from so many of you just how much our content is helping you heal and get better, and it makes us feel so good. Our team works so hard to deliver this life-changing content, and a lot of you guys ask, how can I have a bigger role in our Heal Squad community, or how can I do my part to help Better Together continue to uplift even more people? First of all, thank you for that sentiment, and we're so grateful for this community. If you could help us by giving us a five-star rating and a comment on Apple Podcasts. That's amazing. Second, you could join the Better Together with Maria Menounos Instagram page. Third, you could share the show with a friend in need. And finally, for as little as $10 a month, please join our Patreon to get monthly live heal events with world-class healers, ad-free episodes of our show, and even weekly bonus episodes exclusive to Patreon. Getting better isn't easy, but it is a whole lot better when we can do it together. We love and appreciate and are so grateful for all of you. Well, and are there things that we can be doing now to prevent that? All the time. And I talk about that in the foundational secret. If you want to keep your brain healthy or rescue it if it's headed for trouble, we have to prevent or treat the 11 major risk factors that steal your mind. There's a mnemonic called bright minds, but the D is the worst one. It's diabetes. If you're overweight or have high blood sugar, it shrinks your brain. Mm -hmm. I published a big study two years ago on 33,000 scans showing as your weight goes up, the actual physical size and function of your brain goes down. And we saw in the pandemic, right, the U.S. has 4% of the world's population, but we had 16% of the world COVID deaths. It's like, why is that? Because we're really overweight. Yeah. 72% of Americans are overweight. 42% of us are obese. And if you're just, if you're overweight, you actually have six of the 11 risk factors. It's like, oh my goodness, because it increases inflammation, decreases blood flow and so on. Actually, since you just talked about circulation and blood flow, do you like those PMF devices that help move blood circulation and oxygen? You know, I don't know enough about them, Got yeah, it. but I love hyperbaric oxygen therapy. What does that Love do? Love hyperbaric oxygen. In fact, in all of, we now have 10 clinics. Oh yeah. Uh, Kevin used to go to yours and do that. That's right. Yeah. It increases blood flow mm. to the brain, increases stem cell production in the brain. Oh, by the way, so I'm not a total downer. Chocolate increases stem cell production. Thank you. Brain. I was thinking about that the second you were talking about the foods. I was like, chocolate's good. <laughs> Every night. But dark I, chocolate's the best. Well, the best. Uh, is every night I make for my family brain-healthy hot chocolate. And so what I do is I take unsweetened organic vanilla almond milk, heat it up, put a um, heaping teaspoon of raw cacao um, in the blender for each cup, a little bit of chocolate-flavored stevia, blend it. It is so good. And it's less than like 60 calories. Okay. And 
it's, it's joy every night. One of the techniques in the book, another one, is the micro moments of happiness. See if you can focus on what are the smallest things that happened today that made you happy. Like, this is a big thing for me. I always love when I get to see you. But, you know, picking a piece of fruit. Mm-hmm. but Or that first taste of the brain-healthy hot chocolate at night. It just makes me happy. And there's a brand new study that it increases stem cell production. Which one? Chocolate. Or the raw cacao. It's yeah. stem cell production. Nice. Okay, now so we're going to make that recipe for the next newsletter. <laughs> Because Godiva may not be it because of the sugar in the milk. <laughs> no, we're going to do your way. The, oh, do my way. You'll your love way. It. That's the only way is your <laughs> way. Um, okay. So we have different brain types. We were trying to figure out what we were, and then I felt like we were pro- probably all combinations. Do you feel like most people are combos? A lot of people are. Um, a lot of people are balanced. That's or most anything will make them happy. So there's four kinds. Five. Five. Balanced. So balanced, spontaneous. Oh, I forgot spontaneous. That's Cautious, my ADD persistent. group, persistent, my little OCD group, sensitive, <laughs> uh, which can be sad, but just deeply connected and cautious. And the pandemic really hurt the sensitive because they were isolated and the cautious because they made us afraid. Mm-hmm. Um, that was purposeful in my mind. Um and it was so hard. And everybody, based on their brain, approached the pandemic differently. Like the people who are on Miami Beach early in the pandemic, those are the spontaneous group. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, hey, let's have fun. Or they'd go to COVID parties together. Or the I'm ones like, who traveled in the very beginning, they had such balls. They're like, the trips are so, they're like free. And I'm like, <laughs> you're risking your life. This is the craziest time in the world. But they had balls and they went. They went. So that's the spontaneous brain. That's the spontaneous brain. Can you describe each one for us a little bit? So balanced. Most anything will make you happy. You tend to be focused and flexible, um, positive and relaxed. Um, Spontaneous. (laughs) I'm like, that's a big no. And and most anything will make you happy. Okay. The spontaneous, they're creative. They're risk takers. They're easily distracted. And they need novelty. Novelty makes them happy. Mm -hmm. Um, That's for us Gemini's people. They love surprises. And they tend to find persistent people. And the persistent people, they like things a certain way. They like ritual. They like routine. They hate surprises. They worry. They can hold grudges. And if things don't go a certain way, they get upset. Um, this, so what the persistent people love is routine. Mm-hmm. In fact, if they pick a religion, I found this really interesting, they'll pick a ritualistic religion, like being Catholic or Lutheran or Episcopalian. The spontaneous people would never pick that because it bores them to tears. They need like more energy, mm-hmm. more unpredictability. I'm starting to like routine more, but okay, that's where there's some crossovers. <laughs> um, and, and they're often, type six is spontaneous and persistent. Sensitive is they're deeply feeling, very empathic, often make good therapists, um, need connection, and uh, can get sad. 
They mm-hmm. have more ants. Ants sort of live in the last two. And the cautious, they need safety. Um, like the spontaneous person, they'll go helicopter skiing. Like they'll jump out of a helicopter and go skiing. Um, that would make the cautious person miserable. And so, you know, all the happiness books, they don't go, well, it really needs to be geared to how your brain works mm-hmm. rather than, you know, one size fits everybody. So the cautious brain, because I know I have a lot of cautious brain, it's so when you're contradictory, right? So like I will go wrestle at WrestleMania in front of 70,000 people and just have learned my thing and have (laughs) shattered feet and broken ribs. But and I will do zero gravity drops in a helicopter in, you know, a volcano. I'm good with all that stuff. But then I'm also terrified of so much. There's that. So, so you have that both. Yeah. Uh, and and so you just have to figure out for you what are what's that balance mm-hmm. where I have enough novelty, but I also feel safe mm-hmm. in the novelty. Yeah. So like, when you um, have I have a lot of the cautious type. And I was in the army for ten years. And when I was an officer training school, they made us traverse a ravine, um, you know, hand over hand on a rope, which, okay, I can do that. But they tied us to a Swiss seat and they said, when you're out in the middle of the ravine and it's like 40 feet down, let go and just see how the rope will hold you. And I got into the middle of the ravine and I was scared to death. And I'm like, okay, you have a choice. You can act like a scared little bunny and not do it and be made fun of by your colleagues. Um, or you can let go. And I acted like a scared little bunny because I'm like, I don't trust really? this. And the guy behind me, who's my friend in officer training school, um, let go and they mistried his rope and he fell 40 feet and broke his neck and fractured, broke his ribs, fr- um, punctured his lung. And I'm like, some anxiety is good. <laughs> yeah. Well, you have to <laughs> listen, always, I guess. It's, it's like people have low levels of anxiety, die early from accidents and preventable illnesses. So whenever people come to me and they go, I have anxiety, I always want to go, tell me about it. Because some anxiety is absolutely critical. People with low levels of anxiety die early. And too much is bad because it makes you suffer. So what's the right dose? When you're on the go 24-7 like me, guys, finding ways to make life easier is so important for my health and sanity. (laughs) And that's exactly what my friends at Macy's do for me. From working there as a teenager to now going to them for so many of my daily essentials, it's been my go-to for so many years. And having everything in one place is such a time saver for me. With being a first-time mom, for a while now, as you know, I've had plenty of those and being able to rely on them for all the things has been amazing. Plus having everything in one place has made being a new mom just a little bit easier for me. So I know we're all focusing on our families, our health, hopefully our jobs and everything in between, but it's time to make your life a little easier. And to help you out, I've curated all of my essentials from Macy's for you and the whole fam. All the details are in the show notes below, or you can just click the link in the description to get your hands on them too. I have some new picks on there. This little bomber jacket, this little black dress. You're gonna love it. All right, friends, let's talk about something we all do. Snack. Trust me, I've definitely overindulged in the past, but as you know, I am focused 
on my health these days. And I think I found the healthier snack that you don't have to lose out on the flavor. And it's definitely become my go-to. It first came into the house because of Kevin. He was obsessed with wonderful pistachios. And then I got addicted. And now it's in my travel bag. I don't leave home without it. It's in our glove compartments because they don't melt. Right now, my favorite flavor is the sweet chili flavor. It feels like some of the naughtier kind of snacks I used to use where I used to lick my fingers after. Now I lick them and I feel safer. Um, Plus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. That's crazy, guys. So if you're looking for the perfect snack, trust me and head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com to snag a bag of Wonderful Pistachios. You're going to love them. So then the medication dose is so important because if we numb you out so much that you're not getting those cues and those inner kind of guidance moments, that's where you could have. Well, and that's where medications like Lexapro and Prozac, the SSRIs, if your frontal lobes are busy, they tend to calm that down. If your frontal lobes are sleepy, it can disinhibit you. So... I have a story in my book, Change Your Brain, Change Your Life. It's like SSRIs are not good for everyone. Of a woman that ended up in Costa Rica doing crazy things that were completely against her sort of moral fiber uh, because Prozac took a lid off of her frontal lobes. Wow. So she just went off the... So is a brain scan important before you get on these medications to know what your, your brain looks like? Well, otherwise you're guessing. But it's, I think everybody guesses. You're the only person I've ever heard that scans brains. Well, I've not. never heard of another therapist that scans your brain before they put you on medication. Did they, you just had one session and they put you on. Yeah. Nine that's times out of 10, yeah, you I go, they give insane. it to you and you're gone. Right. That's insane. Right. I mean, you have to ask yourself, why are psychiatrists the only medical doctors who never look at the organ they treat? And 85% of psychiatric drugs are prescribed by non-psychiatric physicians in 10-minute office visits. What's happening now is literally insane because your brain is an organ. Would a cardiologist ever put you on drugs before looking at your heart? Would an orthopedic doctor do it? Would a GI doctor do it? Or, you know, your urologist? No, none of them do it. Because, I mean, how do you know if the anxiety is not from a concussion mm-hmm. or that you have COVID brain? Um, I'm going to be on a television show recently, but it hasn't come out, so I can't talk about it. But COVID changes your brain in um, a big way. And so does that mean you should take Lexapro or does it mean maybe I need to decrease the inflammation in your brain? And, and so, yeah, I've been on this crusade for 30 years. It's like, come on, why are we the only medical doctors who never look? If you don't look, you don't know. Yeah. And why would you guess? If there's technology, that will give you more information to help your patients. But also, Kelsey, I'll use you for an example. When you went to your doctor and got on Lexapro the first time, did they ask about your thyroid levels? God, no. It was a minute ago, so I don't exactly remember, but I feel like I would remember that. But I think it's rare. Like, I don't think a psychiatrist is generally looking at all of the functions to see what could be stacking up and creating this problem. They're just, everybody is not. If if he or she is well-trained, they should be doing that. 
right? I mean, that's what we're trained to do, is there's lots of causes of depression. But when managed care took over and psychiatrists get reimbursed by the number of people they see, not by their outcomes, for example, that'd be a good idea. Um, it's a pill for every ill. And that's just not a good way to do it. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's not what we were taught. And then everybody knows imaging is the future of psychiatry. I just think it needs to be now. One of the techniques in the book, if you want to be happy, is write down 20 of the happiest moments of your life and then anchor them to certain places in your house. So everywhere I go in my house, I see happiness. Mm -hmm. uh, so for example, when I walk in the kitchen, I see my grandfather. I was named after him. He was my best friend when I was a child and he was a candy maker. And we're at the stove now, rather than making fudge, we're making brain healthy hot chocolate in my head. Um, That's so cool. Last year, one of my 20 moments happened because I've been fighting with my colleagues literally for 30 years. And in May of last year, the Canadian Association of Nuclear Medicine, prestigious scientific body that oversees brain imaging in Canada, wrote new procedure guidelines on SPAC. That's the study we do at Amon Clinics, basically as if I wrote them and said, we need to do this more for psychiatry, for neurology, for people with complex mental health, brain health conditions. I was so happy about that. Because it's irritating. If you want to pioneer something, just know it's going to be irritating. Yeah. Because people are going to hate you for a while. And then they'll love you. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you're <laughs> going to change the way people make money, right, that's going to be a lot. There's going to be a lot of resistance with that. In the 15th century, Machiavelli actually said the most dangerous thing someone can do is create a new system, especially if it challenges the way people make their living. Yeah. Yeah. But this is where it gets a little hard for me because you take a Hippocratic oath, right? To First, do no harm. Do no harm. And if you're not doing it right, you're doing harm. If you're just prescribing medicine without looking at something and, you know, do they also get kickbacks from the medications? No. Okay. No, but they support, like if you went to the American Psychiatric Association's annual meeting, you'd see these big boosts from Novartis and Pfizer and Eli Lilly. Um, so they support um, the organization. And the organization has supported you know, this change in how psychiatrists practice, which I just think is insane. Yeah. So. Um, well, uh, the seven. <clears throat> I know we have the seven neurotransmitters. I don't know why I can not remember the other seven that we were going to go over. The secrets. Seven secrets. Thank right. you. We so did know some your of brain them. type. Yeah. Um, get your brain healthy. Mm -hmm. Supplement your brain. Talked a little bit about saffron. Love food that loves you back. Mm -hmm. Master your mind. Um, I love six so much. Is Notice what you like about other people more than what you don't. It's If you want to be happy, you have to give happiness away. And Ooh, that was in the beginning that I loved as well that I marked, that it's a social responsibility. Oh, that part of happiness is a moral obligation. A moral obligation. obligation. So yeah. right around the corner... 
I went to Our Lady of Grace uh-huh. Elementary School, and I can guarantee you, and then I went to Crespi High School, happiness is a moral obligation was nowhere to be found mm-hmm. in my... Um, and, and I love a lot of my Catholic education. That idea was nowhere. Um, well, it was they, about should guilt. and shouldn't and feeling bad. And and, guilt, that's what my husband says. Yes. I told a lie to my mother, <laughs> or at least she said I told a lie to my told her a lie when I was six, and she said, she cried and said, I never thought I would have a son who was going to hell. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, looking back, I'm like, you know that, dude, I don't think that was a little harsh. Yeah. <laughs> um, so why is happiness a moral obligation? Because of how you impact other people. Ask anyone who was raised by an unhappy parent or married to an unhappy spouse whether or not happiness is a moral obligation. And I guarantee you they will say yes. Mm -hmm. And uh, having been there, I realize how I am completely impacts the other people. And it doesn't mean I'm always nice and I always give in because that doesn't create happiness. That creates entitlement. When Entitled people are not happy. So... um, But seeking it, and oh, by the way, hedonism is the enemy of happiness because of more. That the more pleasure you get, Mm -hmm. the more you're going to have to have in order to feel anything at all. So it's not more gambling, more sex, more alcohol, more. It's doing things that matter to you. Yeah, and when you've mapped it out, you know. I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's frizzy Maria, my mom would say in her Greek accent. Tiehis, what do you have? I tried so hard to find her products. I wish I could share these products I'm using now with her because I know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days. I've always believed that hair is a woman's best accessory. And with Way's new anti-frizz cream, you can ensure that your hair always looks its best without the frizz stealing the spotlight. It's a lightweight cream that not only provides immediate frizz control, but also helps prevent heat damage. And get this, it lasts up to 72 hours. That's three whole days of frizz-free, gorgeous hair. Way seriously has some of my favorite products for taming the frizz. Pro tip, one of my biggest discoveries is using the Way hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com and enter the promo code Squad for 15% off any product. That's the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com, promo code Squad. Trust me, you won't regret it. As a first-time mom with a baby, I'm always on the go, whether it's running errands, getting my coffee, going to doctor's appointments, or just spending quality time with little Athena. And that's why I rely on wonderful pistachios to keep me fueled and ready for anything, no matter where I am. Kevin even keeps us bag stashed in the nursery. you know, for the nighttime hunger moments. Wonderful pistachios comes in a variety of flavors and sizes, making them the perfect snack to have literally any time, whether I'm enjoying them during a quick break in between taping this show or I'm on the go and it's in the diaper bag. I do carry it in my travel bag and they're in my car. At this point, when I'm leaving the house, I think keys, wallet, wonderful pistachios. (laughs) Bonus, wonderful pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts with six grams of protein in every one ounce serving. So on top of all that, They keep me feeling satisfied. I'm energized while I'm juggling all this crazy stuff in life. Next time you're looking for a convenient and guilt-free snack, head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com and stock up on your favorite flavors today. Minus the sweet chili. And the seventh. 
We got to six. Live each day. Live each based day. on clearly defined values, purpose, and goals. I love it. Uh, Queen, before we let Dr. Eamon go, yes. even though we want to just keep him here and keep asking him all Forever. these amazing things, there's so much in this book and all of your books. Like I said, all of our interviews, I've applied little by little things that have made uh, a difference into my rituals. Um, I know you wanted to ask about ADD and ADHD. Yeah, I just feel like in Dr. Eamon, I'm curious if you think, I feel like it's more prevalent now and I don't know if it's because we're talking about it more, if it's because the cell phones and the social media and the lack of attention span now. So I'm kind of curious your take on it. And I know you have some things for both ADD and ADHD, like foods that can help it and that sort of thing. So I would love you just to talk a little bit about it. So it is more prevalent. Um, it's always been around. Mm. Um, you can see characters in the Bible who clearly had ADD <laughs> um, that uh, Abraham Lincoln's wife probably had ADD when you read about her her life. Um, so lots of characters in it, but it's way more common. Teachers will tell you, I used to have one of these kids in my class. Now I have six wow. in my class. Why? Well... One thing that happens is people who have ADD have more children and they have them younger. So on average, uh, an ADD mother has her first child at the age of 20, where a non-ADD mother will have her first child on average at 26. So if you just think of over 100 years... Um, the ADD group will have five generations, but the non-ADD group will only have four generations. So you'll see how that will accelerate in the population. And then what happened to obesity? Dramatic increases starting in 1980 when they began to demonize fat and take fat out of our diet, replace it with sugar and foods that quickly turned to sugar. ADD, obesity went up, but ADD mm -hmm. went up as well. And then if you add social media and the short attention span, you have to ask yourself, okay, do I come from people who have ADD or is it driven by the dramatic cultural shift in the last 20 years? And one of the things that just horrifies me is there are eight-year-olds addicted to porn. It's like if you what? don't supervise- to porn? to porn? If you don't supervise the gadgets- that you give to kids, like be really serious. It's so easy to find. And what do you think an eight-year-old boy is going to do with that? And completely wears out the pleasure centers of children and teenagers that this is really a horrible thing. Well, then think of what they're going to do later in life. It's, it's not going to breed potentially healthy sexual relationships mm -hmm. with them. And if I was an evil ruler, and you interviewed me for the end of mental illness, and mm -hmm. it's when I first debuted that concept, if I was an evil ruler, and I wanted to create mental illness, it's one of the things I would do, is I'd give kids gadgets before their brain is anywhere near developed. So what age is the age, you think, that they should be getting gadgets? 14, 15 and then they still should have parental controls until they're 18. How do you do that, though, in this world when 
Jimmy and Johnny and Kelsey all have them, and now I don't because my parents think that my brain needs to develop. Yeah, it, it's hard, and you explain why. And kids hate being supervised, and they hate it more when you don't supervise them. Mm-hmm. Because they don't feel loved. They're they not getting they that attention, like right? You, you care. Connect. Yeah, you don't right. Care. It's when we were before we went on. We talked about the benefits of the pandemic. The big benefit of the pandemic: parents had more time with children. Mm-hmm. Now, if the parents didn't handle it right, right? If they drank more or you know went to the sky is falling, that hurt the children, um, right? The best thing you can do for your kids is model brain health and mental health. Wow, so many. Great nuggets. I've made so many notes here. Um, Friends, the book is called You Happier, The Seven Neuroscience Secrets to Feeling Good Based on Your Brain Type. Um, Get this and all of the other books. And you can just listen to the other episodes too to see um, some of the great tips that Dr. Amen has blessed us with over time. You can find him on brainmd.com and his Instagram at doc underscore Amen. We'll put all of that in the summary of this episode so that it's easy for you. Um, any last thoughts, questions, Queens? I mean, I have a selfish question. Can I ask? Yeah, I just want to know. I want to know more about the connection of concussions and anxiety (laughs) because I've had multiple. So, and I just think you mentioned that earlier and I'm like, dang, I think a lot of people have had concussions that they're unaware of. So that's my selfish question. So this is why you look at the brain. Yeah. Right. I mean, you can go. Queen, you got to go get a scan. I know. Here's, here's, you know, you go to your doctor and go, I'm depressed. And he's like, okay, Lexapro. And without looking, you don't know, it could be the result of multiple concussions that we could give you supplements and put you in a hyperbaric chamber, make sure your habits are right, that begin to heal your brain rather than to just, you know, put a Band-Aid on it. Mm -hmm. And that's what our work is all about. It's like with a better brain, you get a better life. I'm not in the mental illness business, shames people. Nobody wants to see you. I'm in the better brain business. You know, if I can heal your brain, um, that's the whole goal. And people go, oh, but getting a scan is expensive. Now, being on a lifelong antidepressant, that's expensive. And people don't talk about the side effects of antidepressants. Like it decreases your ability to have an orgasm. I mean, it's like you want to mess with someone's sexuality. That's not a good thing to do. It's also not healthy Um, overall. Well, for the right person, because because I'm not an anti-medicine. No, person. I mean having no sex drive is oh, not also no healthy. Oh, having no sex drive yeah. is not good for you. Yeah, and it can cause divorce. Yeah, or you know you end up breaking up because your partner goes, "Why don't you love me anymore?" Because mm-hmm. you know people take that stuff personally. Yeah, yeah. So concussions can lead to anxiety. Undiagnosed concussions are major cause of anxiety, depression, suicide, addiction, ADHD. Um, and homelessness. There's actually a study in Canada, 58% of the homeless men, 42% of the homeless women had a serious brain injury before they were homeless. Wow. So I slipped and hit my head when I was young and got amnesia. Do you get amnesia from the concussion? You bet. Yeah. 
Do you see 51st States? Great. Yeah, a long time with, ago. Drew, yeah. With Drew Barrymore and yeah, Adam yeah, yeah. Sandler's great movie. And <laughs> she had a car accident and couldn't never remember anything the next day. Yeah. It was um yeah, your brain is soft about mm -hmm. the consistency of soft butter. Your skull is really hard and has sharp bony ridges. You want to protect it. And, and when it hurts, you want to put it in a healing environment. Unfortunately, if you look at a football field, lots of concussions, they have Gatorade on the sidelines. Why? You have sugar water, and we know that sugar decreases the ability of the brain to heal. Um, Interesting. Just insanity. That's funny. That's why I cut sugar out of my mom's diet when she had brain cancer. But that's why she also lived almost five years, I think. It's one of the big things. Diet matters. Yeah. So, Dr. Eamon, thank you so much as always. All right, Queens. What have we learned? Oh, my God. <laughs> so much. I love Dr. Eamon. I just think that, like, every time he comes on, he drops so many bombs, but they're never too much. Yes. You know, it's like, I can do that. Mm -hmm. I can breathe. I can, like, I can sniff lavender. I can do that. So I really like that he's very practical about how um, he teaches. Yeah. I just love his his energy, his demeanor, yeah. the way he talks about all of it. I love him talking about, no, not mental illness, brain health. I really like that. And I really, it stuck with me. And I'm going to try to really remember this. When I'm not feeling well, emotionally, psychologically or whatever, I'm going to say, did I eat well? Did I sleep well? <laughs> I know. Because we think we're like nuts. I'm like, yesterday I was kind of coming apart at the seams by the end of the day. And it was because I haven't been sleeping. And Same. that was And I'm probably week. not getting enough nutrients either. Mm -hmm. um, so... It's not that we need to like be medicated necessarily. Right. It's not that we are not okay. It's just we're not doing the things to take care of ourselves. Right. And brain health is definitely something that is very overlooked. Mm -hmm. And I hope that this episode will remind everyone that your brain is an organ. Yeah. And if your heart was sick, like he said, you would take action to take care of your heart. So it's a shift in mindset in, in like the culture eventually, like remember like when, well, you don't remember cause you guys were so young, but like when acupuncture first came on the scene officially, like it was still like super woo woo, super. Now everyone does acupuncture, right? Not everyone, but it's so. It's more common. mainstream. More common, mm -hmm. more mainstream. So this will eventually be a mainstream thing. It will eventually be much more focused on if right. we keep shouting it from the rooftops. Mm -hmm. So tell all of your friends, <laughs> share this episode with everyone you know. I, I left here immediately to say goodbye to Dr. Eamon and I ran upstairs and I said, Kevin, you need to listen to this right now. I'm going to get you an advanced copy. You can't even wait for it to get in your inbox in the podcast feed. You have to listen to this right now. It's life-changing. Yeah. I called my mom and told her the acronym. <laughs> and I also told her what brain type she was because I could easily diagnose her. Because even that, like, yeah. if you know your brain type, you can go and, like, see what foods are better. Like, it's just so it's cool. Yeah. It's so cool. Yeah. I love him. And me I'm excited to get you scanned up. Me too. Checked God. out. Me too. And figure it out. Me too. The other thing I love, that, and you just brought this up, but that he said... um, 
with the sleep thing, we don't think about it in these terms, but it's like, if you're not sleeping enough, you're not getting enough oxygen to your brain. Of course we aren't feeling well and freaking out and coming apart at the seams. Yeah. Like, think of when something constricts, right? Exactly. Like that's, there's tension. So if your brain isn't getting oxygen, it's constricting. Guys, we need to sleep. I know we did an episode with Ariana Huffington about this a long time ago on the Sirius XM show. We should have her come back at some point because that's her whole business. It shifted. Oh, I didn't know that. Her whole, well, she was the Huffington Post. She yeah. sold that. And then she was having, you know, kind of a, a health crisis at some point, And she realized sleep was a major issue. And so she started screaming from the rooftops for everyone to get sleep and then wrote a book all about it called The Sleep Revolution, I believe it was called. Wow. And um, built the th whole Thrive Network because of it, Thrive Global. So well, I have my handy dandy aura ring that I wear every night that tells me every morning that I don't get enough sleep. So it's really cool. But yeah, it, it's cool because it, it tracks it and it will tell me exactly. No way. Mm -hmm. Well, that's why I love my sleep number bed because my sleep number bed <laughs> Does it tell you that too? tells me what kind of sleep I've gotten. So let's check last that's night without... Too. I banned Kevin. Well, he banned himself and I encouraged it. So he went to the guest room so I could get a good night's sleep because I knew I was not okay. Well, guess what, friends? He slept with all five dogs <laughs> and he, um, I don't know how his sleep went, but mine was amazing. And I was having a little allergy issue, so I had a Benadryl in me too. Oh, that always helps. So I got last night was Tuesday, I got a 72 sleep score. It said it took me nine minutes to fall asleep. Your latency, love that. I got five hours and 59 minutes of restful sleep. And then 56 minutes of that was restless. And then I exited the bed for two minutes. That doesn't seem like a lot that's of sleep. That's not a lot of sleep. <laughs> I was like, that's not very good. Yeah, that's why it's not the greatest. But whatever I did sleep was restful. Well, that's good. So I was only restless early in the morning. Let's look at Monday. Sunday and Monday was 76. Um, let's see, this see. is cool because we can have a competition because I got 80. Oh, my God. Then I was 59, 66. Damn. 85. That was a good day. That's a good day. 58 the day before. Well. 58 sleep score? Yeah. Damn, girl. That was... um. Mm. Yeah, that was a, a rough one. Although 10 hours and three minutes were restful. Okay, well, that's a long time. So 10, but it wasn't consecutive because I'd have restless little moments in between. That's when I flip and flop. Oh. Um, I don't flip and flop in pain anymore. I flip and flop to just like when I can't Adjust. sleep, I just shift. But my sleep number app is so awesome. I love it. Dang. So it I tells learned, me. My, my thing was telling me because I usually get like seven or under, which I know isn't good for me. And so it always tells me, um, hi. Yeah. You can actually like, it's like under seven hours. You start like, it starts like hurting your brain, Yeah. which again, back to Dr. Amen. Which was, most people don't even get seven hours. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, Ooh. Yeah. But that's yeah. why I started going to bed at like eight o'clock mm -hmm. last night. We had a dinner, so it went very late because our friends were in town from Greece, but you know, you have to, you have to really aim to go to bed early. And that's why also watching all these kind of dark things isn't good either. I'm really excited to shift Kevin out of all of that. Um, but Dr. Amen also showed us his app. It's called the Happy App, H-A-P-I, Happy Brain. And 
it's really, really cool. So take a look at that. We'll put a link to it in the summary of this episode. In the meantime, Dr. Amen is full of so much information and knowledge, as you can see. Like I said, do us the favor to help share this episode with people because we want everyone to hear it. Um, it helps us build the show, but it helps people get to see what we're doing here every single day because when you know better, you get better. And we're trying to do that. And we're trying to do it together because we're better together. So share the show. Um, help your friends and go back and listen to the other episodes. He has dropped so many amazing bombs, like knowledge bombs here that I have applied throughout. I keep taking new things and applying them and making myself better. And so listen to the other episodes, get his other books. He's incredible. And if you haven't checked out mariamenunos.com, please do. Everything from the show is housed there. Life Hacks Blogs, which is the aha moments of these episodes. So if you want it written out for you. So you can see all the aha moments, get the blogs, um, print them, and then, you know, do what you're going to do with them, hang them up wherever you need the reminders. The shop page is updated. Um, all my favorite things are there. Only my favorite things are there. No one's paying me to put anything there. That is a key thing. Just so you know, no other websites like that. Um, so it's all my true favorites, uh, which we have to add, by the way, that new Clinique lipstick. I found the most amazing nude brown that's like not too brown, not too nude. It's bomb. We use it at the Oscars. It's amazing. So sign me up. We will put that on there too. Love remind it. me. Okay. Uh, all right, friends. And if you haven't commented uh, or rated on Apple Podcasts, that would be super helpful for us. So we'll put a link for that in the summary as well. So you can have an easy access to it. Um, okay. I'm going to shut up now. Love you guys. Thank you. Be nice people. Make good choices and be present. Hey, Heal Squad, we have been on quite the journey together and we're hearing from so many of you just how much this show is helping you heal and get better and it makes us feel so good. We love, love, love it and we just ask that you don't keep it to yourself. Spread the message and share the show or your favorite episode with your friends. And if you want to help us even more, you can leave us a five-star rating and a comment on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and follow us on Instagram at Heal Squad. You can also DM us anytime because we love connecting with you. And finally, you can also join us on Patreon for our monthly live heal events with world-class healers and ad-free episodes exclusive only to Patreon and our Super Heal Squad for as little as $10 a month. So go to patreon.com backslash heel squad to join. Getting better isn't easy, friends, but as I say all the time, it's a whole lot easier if we can do it together. We love you all so much and we love doing this thing called life with you.